Hello, this is Danny from the Famicast, and welcome to the 2012 8-4 Play Cross Famicast Live, which was recorded back in November 11th, 2012, as part of the Nintendo World Report uh, podcast telethon for Child's Play. Uh, during this episode, we have myself, and then from 8-4 Play, Mr. Mark McDonald, J.J. Epperson, and Brendan Pritchard. Uh, we're all kind of getting together talking about games at the time, uh, around that time too. Animal Crossing had just came out on the 3DS in Japan, so we spent a little bit of time talking about that and also touched a little bit on Crashmo. Um, and then, you know, there's some Life in Japan stuff there that you don't want to miss that for sure. And uh, we even touched on some listener mail talking about how the Japanese gaming scene seems to typically prefer physical media to digital stuff. Um, so it'd be interesting to hear that even just a couple of years later to see if any of that has changed. I'll go ahead and shut up and get started with the episode. And be sure to stick around at the end for some extra info. We are complete. Now we are a four-play cross Famicast, if you will. Woo! Note, note to self: uh, iPad and iPhone Skypes not so uh, great with the uh, group calls. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. It is possible. <clears throat> yes, I'm. Ho- I'm holding the shell of a webcam. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna. Well, you're wondering. Your voice sounds a little weird. But that, I know. That makes okay. more sense now. I am okay. Okay, you're not dying. By the way, JJ is our technical po- podcast advisor. He's the one who puts together <laughs> the podcast every week, basically, ironically yes. enough. Right. <laughs> At least it's a about five minutes ago. Skype working on our, on our own podcast yet, but um, yes. we're gonna get that. We're gonna get that worked out one of these days. We want to take. It works. We we just have oh. to use it. Yeah. Oh, did you got it working again? Oh, I got it working. It's, it's all good. Shit. Mm-hmm. okay so yes this is for the kids but i'm pretty sure kids aren't listening so we can have explicit language (laughs) too so I think we were going to try to talk about some Animal Crossing New Leaf because that just came out here in Japan on November 8th. And apparently Mark and Brendan think they're just way too cool to play Animal Crossing. So <laughs> I guess that this leaves the real AJ and I who actually have it have been playing. The, yeah, they're wrong. They are they're very I think they're too cool. Yes. I don't think um, I'm too cool for it. I want JJ to. I want you to convince me, JJ. I trust your opinion on these things. Oh no, you don't. <laughs> no, I don't really. But I need to say something. <laughs> right. <clears throat> yeah. I, if I may interject here for a sure. second, just 
again. Sure. Uh, we have a contest going on to win a Zelda Anniversary Wii uh, DSi Shop card, and I'm supposed to be giving out a code word. So for all of you listeners out there listening in, well, first of all, if you you know hear this code word, I want you guys to go ahead and email uh, to contest at nintendoworldreport.com, and the, the contest word is going to be pickle juice. So... Remember your pickle juice and go ahead and, yeah, email us. So, so what if we, sh- we shouldn't use pickle juice in our normal conversation. It's uh, work always use those. Uh, I just said out. it right now, though. Does that, that doesn't, that don't, that one doesn't count. Just to make that clear. <laughs> yeah. No, but, I was just trying JJ, to get some pickle juice, but you know. Yeah. Avoid the, the PJ discussion and animal All right. I mean, there's a lot of PJ in AC, so I don't know what we're going to do. So, right. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so JJ <laughs> been playing Animal Crossing apparently. And, yes, um, I'm actually about, playing it right now. My God. <laughs> <laughs> actually, you know, I, with Animal Crossing on the GameCube and the DS, I was never ever up early in the morning to play. So what is it? The, the turn up stuff on like Sunday mornings? You know what I'm talking um, about? Actually, so um, I've been making actual like progress in the game, and I just opened the. Uh, the street pass area. Um, mm-hmm. So I've been looking at that, but yeah, Sunday is the, um, the, uh, the, uh, well, I guess the, the stock market, animal crossing stock market or whatever. Yeah. And, and I, I plan to buy some beets or what are they? What are they? Kabu. Turnips? <laughs> Turnips. Not, not convincing me. Not convincing me so far. Yeah. Um, JJ, how long did you have to play to unlock that, that street pass? stuff so what you have to do is basically you start the game and they give you a tent and then you have to pay off like the the uh, down payment on your home which okay. is only like uh, 10,000 bells you can do that easily in a day but since yeah. um, you know I work until I, I get home around 830 at night and uh, by then most of the shops are closed Um, I wasn't really able to, uh, sell things at the beginning. Um, but then I realized the recycle shop was open till 11 and then I like quickly paid it off. And then the next day I had my house and then the day after that I could, uh, do street pass. So it all together, maybe like three days, three world, buying the new house to unlock street pass. Right. Because the, the whole purpose of street pass is to be able to share your house and see other people's houses and you can, um, you can go into their houses, and I think what I just read said that you could buy anything in them um, for a slightly inflated price, hmm. which is kind of cool. But you're not yeah, actually buying it from them. You're just getting a copy, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> okay. You're, yeah, I don't want to walk into my house one day and find it empty. <laughs> right, yeah. There's no, like, crazy stealing. This isn't Dark that Souls. You, that's yeah. what I would start. I would That, that, that would get, get me interested. If I could be breaking yeah. into... <laughs> other Animal Crossing characters' houses and like planting shit in there or or stealing stuff. Yeah, I don't I just, think you can find any evidence think... of Mr. Rossetti's, you know, gruesome murder yeah. spree or what have you. I, no, I he he got awakening where you could steal items from the item shop. I want that to happen in, in Animal Crossing. <laughs> and then you get banned from that village, and if you go there, you get attacked. Come on, guys! The Animal Crossing world is a wholesome world. <laughs> Where so people don't steal. Well, okay. So JJ, give me give me the like the elevator pitch of what's different about New Leaf over other Animal Crossing's previous ones. 
Like, what's um, the big killer functionality besides, I'm guessing, like, kind of crazy street passing? Well, I mean, of... it's basically yeah. Animal Crossing taken to the next level. <laughs> Instead of going around and designing your house, you can also design your town. <laughs> right, because you're the mayor now. Yes, you're the mayor now. That means you can, like, add bridges and, like, um, lamp posts and all sorts of things um, to kind of customize your your town in a way that um, you couldn't before. Um, also, you know, there's the ability... I don't know if this was in the last one, but you can go to other people's towns through the, uh, through the internet, yeah, um, including right. people you don't even know, which is kind of oh. cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, I know it's, I can't believe Nintendo would do something like that. <laughs> and, um, online, what? Yeah. And, um, child molester town. Yes. Well, you know, <laughs> actually number in a Nintendo. pattern of donuts on the floor of this stranger's house. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo set up a, a place called Nintendo land that you can go to, um, that has like all sorts of crazy Nintendo themed stuff. I haven't been there yet um, because I haven't opened up the uh, the Dream uh, Land or whatever. But um, that you access by going through a massage parlor. Yes, kind of all sketchy. Going, okay, yeah. Really? It's yeah. getting kind of adult, getting kind of sexy. But it's, you know, it's a very it's a very wholesome massage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what what kind of animal is the masseuse? Um, I actually don't know. I don't have the place open yet. Um, hmm. I can go to their website. Oh, wait, that's not. <clears throat> but yeah, it's it's a it's a bear maybe. <laughs> like, I don't... Yeah, we're slowly leaving the wholesome area behind. Actually, not slowly at all. You, you do not oh, care God, about the kind of. <laughs> oh, it's a walrus. It's oh. a sleepy walrus. That, that makes it's it all better. Walrus. Yeah. yeah. Well, so that... characters. So I, I read something from the new Famitsu that said uh, it's like a hundred returning old characters and like twenty new characters. Right, it's like a, um, a deer and a hamster or something. I'm not too familiar with like you know all of the characters from Animal Crossing, but I do know that like the, uh, they have these two um, alpacas that are new. Um, those those guys are kind of cool. Yeah, um, they, run the, the they run they run the recycle. Oh, Someone pretending to be Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is in it. I just saw that in Pimitsu. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Does he have, like, a red nose and everything? Yes, he does. Hey, how so... much of the, per- the characters' personalities, like... The, the, my impression of that game is that it got a lot added to it in the um, localization, but I've never actually checked out the Japanese. Like, how much is all the Mr. Rossetti, like, really, you know, all, all the different really distinct, really... Uh, flavorful text in in the Japanese version is that kind of coming through? Yeah, it is actually because um, well, for instance, Mr. Rossetti <clears throat> speaks in like hardcore uh, Osaka dialect, and okay. um, when you first see him in this game, he like he like you know goes off and then he starts talking about how he's been fired by the government, and they make all these like funny references to uh, actual like Japanese politics and stuff like that. It's really wow. Funny, yeah. Huh. I wonder well, how many kids cool. playing the game would actually understand that. Oh well, I think plenty would. Um, so it's really hitting the same to... kind of Pixar-y tone, where like um, adults playing it. I mean, it's for a younger set, but adults playing right. it are getting some stuff out of it. 
right. Sure it, sounds, it sounds like. Yeah, totally. That's cool. Cool. Yeah. Did you guys play the original Animal Crossing? Well, at least the GameCube version when it came out, like, what, back in the day? Very yeah. little. I never had a GameCube, actually. Oh, man. <laughs> well, I, I posed this question to our re- to our listeners the other day. Um, I had a villager named Nosegay. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> that sounds familiar. There was, like, a anteater or something, and... I don't know. She's kind of a jerk. So, like, my brother and I would always just, like, hit her with the net and just, like, run into her all the time and try to get her to leave, you know, our town. <laughs> but she never left. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if anybody else out there listening has ever had a nosegay. She always, she's like I said, like, I think, like, an anteater, pink dress, rotten attitude. Um, yeah, I don't know. That was just kind of weird and kind I'm of sure funny. There, I'm sure there are internet websites out there talking about nosegay sightings. Have you yeah, seen the nosegay? <laughs> It sounds like a schoolyard, you know, like a like a minus world schoolyard thing. Like, yeah. oh man, I, I I heard how you get nose gay is you know, you put six hundred paintings in the basement of your house or something. Yeah, uh, apparently nose gay is also a flower, a real life, honest to god flower. Ah, well then that name makes sense. Yeah. Hey, something else about this game that um, that I think is interesting is how. Um, they're going to be pushing it. Well, first of all, the Japanese limited edition system is uh, the, the Animal Crossing limited edition 3DS that they came out with is pretty freaking cool and a yes. really great idea. Um, I think oh, it's definitely. Yeah. pretty obvious. To me, at least, it seems like it's aimed at um, maybe at women a little more than the normal system just by the design kind of mimicking the, uh, the Louis Vuitton Right, 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 kind of right. That's the one that was based on Louis Vuitton. Yeah. Yes. Um, but it's, it, it is really cool looking. Um, but the other thing is how they're pushing it as a download game right. here in Japan, um, which is really rare for anybody, but, you know, very rare for Nintendo. And it's really the first game that on TV they're pushing as, um, hey, you can download this game and always have it in your system. You know, it's funny. It's not. It's not only like Nintendo's first time ever publicizing something like that. It's, I feel like it's the first time I've ever seen a TV commercial where they're like, "Oh yeah, you can download video games." Exactly. Exactly. Right. Exactly. It's weird. I don't even think in those terms. Yeah, I and I think it's oh, great. Ahead, I mean, yeah, that's okay. It's okay. Um, Nintendo. You know, you would think. Well, at least I was thinking initially when they're talking about this new download initiative and stuff like that. I, I, it just seemed to me like maybe they're going to like half half asset or something. And right, I, right. And I'm just really pleased to see like they're they're going in full swing. That's awesome. Yeah, right. me well, too. I, like it, I think a big part of it, the Fire Emblem DLC yeah. sold like crazy here. I mean that right. that game sold like crazy, but the DLC <clears throat> rate, um, I think they announced at TGS that they made like uh, five million dollars or something. Sold five wow. million dollars of of DLC for five, Fire Emblem alone. I think it surprised even Nintendo. Um, that their own <laughs> consumers were that um, you know net savvy and willing to uh, pay money for for that kind of um, for content, but also yeah, like connected and and uh, kind of ready to join this you know download gaming digital future. 
Right. Yeah, and there's another there's another factor too is that Nintendo knows games like Animal Crossing are going to be sold out the first day, so they need to encourage people to at least consider the download version, so that they don't have these periods of like a week or so where people who want to play the game can't. It's just not worth it for them, and it's not worth it for the players. Right. Well, and, and it's funny because actually, yeah. oh, sorry, Mark. Go ahead. Um, because the, the download codes that they were, uh, selling in stores were also sold out. Like they're, they're having like a really bad problem keeping the game in stores right now. Um, I don't know if that's a problem actually, but, um, but they, they're <laughs> also selling so out of these little cards. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I didn't even think, oh yeah, that's right. Those cards could also potentially sell out. <laughs> right. They, yeah. Uh, well, it's such a natural fit with with the the nature of the game, you know, that you want to have it with you at all times, even right, if you're right. playing another game, even if Monster Hunter is your like you know quote unquote main game, that you want to be right. able to turn your system on, have Monster Hunter actually in the cartridge slot, or maybe you have that downloaded. That, that's that's a big thing that they're going to be pushing here now soon. But mm. but it's something you want to have always in your system just to turn on for whatever. 10 minutes, 20 minutes, um, play it, get your, you know, time-based thing, um, that Animal right. Crossing, yeah. And that's their slogan, too, it's like, always with you, and you can right. never lose it, which is a weird kind of angle, like, yeah, I never really thought of it that way, like, it's, I right. think normal yeah. people, when they think of, like, the, the benefit of downloading, it's, it's not just like, okay, well, I can just download it, and I don't have to go to the store or whatever, it's that uh, you can never lose it, because a lot of, you know, DS players are children, and of course they're going to lose their games and stuff like that, and that might right, piss right, them right. off and their parents <laughs> off. So if they have it in their 3DS at all times, that's you know that is a definite uh, value-added bonus or whatever. And, sure. and another benefit people should be thinking, and maybe will eventually be, is cheaper, right? Like it, right. you don't have to have a physical thing. Not only do you not have to go to the store. But the, not having to have a, a a physical cartridge or anything should make it cheaper. That's going to take a while, I think. But I we're already taking baby steps there. Japan will probably lag behind the West um, in terms of that for a while. But I do think it's going to get there. It's just a matter of slowly, like not pissing the retailers off. <laughs> slowly, right. Nintendo doesn't right. need the retailers um, so much anymore, and then they can finally start you know, setting the prices how they want to. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, I thought I'd just give a little bit of an update on our uh, tally right now with the donations. We have crossed a $3,500 mark. Not All right. Yay. So, yay. So we have, at, in at a couple hours, we have a 3DS report card with Craig Harris and Billy Berghammer that's going to be going on, and that should be a lot of fun. So be ter- be sure to tune in for that, and be sure to keep donating money because if we get another basically 500 bucks, we're going to have some shenanigans at the end of the show with your live calls. So go ahead and please donate and yeah, do that. And remember about pickle juice if you want to um, or not. Pickle juice. You don't have um, to remember pickle juice. You don't have but it would be in your benefit. Yes. Billy Berghammer is locked in a hermetically sealed chamber being slowly filled with pickle juice, <laughs> and he will only be freed if you reach $4,000. So, um, yeah, if you That's care actually about his it. next job. Billy Berghammer is going to go on to uh, work at a pickle juice factory. Yeah. Isn't that the plot of, like, Saw 6 or something? I oh, know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> They've, run, they've literally run out of plots. They've yeah. done every single other plot, 
and now it's a mathematical <laughs> computer finally found one that they haven't done, and it's yeah, right. traffic pickle juice. Well, this is a good idea. Question mark? Uh, exclamation point. Uh, moving on, so just here this past week, the day before Animal Crossing came out here in Japan, uh, there was the Nintendo Direct, which they announced at like 9 in the morning, and they were like, hey, this is going to happen at 8 o'clock tonight. Yep. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I it's I love these Nintendo Direct events. I think they're great. <coughs> Excuse me. Right. But I really don't like these short notice things. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it's getting shorter and shorter every yeah, time. We were joking that um, that soon it's going to be like they'll, they'll only say them after they happened. Like, oh, yeah, right. by the way, last night there was a Nintendo Direct. I don't know if you know. Urata will announce it at the beginning of the Nintendo Direct. And by the way, this is a Nintendo Direct. Here's me. It's It'll be like at the computer key. announcing it on Twitter, and then I'll hit the enter key right. and turn like, oh, hello. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, you just have to keep reloading Nintendo's website all day. Right. Yes. I'm going to do that. It would be fun. Um. Have they settled into this? Is is 8 p.m. now the kind of accepted time? They seem to be kind of all over the place in terms of when. I mean, they're they're obviously figuring this out now, and it is a brilliant, brilliant strategy. Um, I was listening to the show uh here a few hours ago and they were talking about opinions about nintendo direct and and i agree with the consensus of opinion there that we're getting more information out of nintendo on a more regular basis um than we ever would yes Um, yeah definitely i mean you remember back to the wii even and nobody knew what the the me's were a complete surprise it was like the you know the week before or something, I remember being at the Japanese event. Um, it was just before the New York event, so I guess it was a couple weeks before the launch, but, like, nobody knew anything about, you know, anything about the OS or UI or what things looked like. So I, I think that, yeah, the Nintendo Directs, I don't know about you guys, but I'm a huge, huge fan. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're a lot of fun. They're exciting because you never know when they're going to show up and they tend to be interesting. I mean, most of them aren't, you know, mind blowing. They tend not to have, you know, megatons, but it's still fun to hear Iwata go up there and just explain why these games are so great. And I, he makes he, he makes and breaks them. It, it's all him. I actually like the the uh, the evolution of Iwata since like the beginning until now. Like he's increasingly doing like weirder and weirder things. Like this time he did the the whole unboxing, like with the weird music and like the white gloves. It was just bizarre. Yeah. I think he was trying to tell us the white gloves actually come with the system. So oh, that would be nice. Subtle hint. That would be cool. <laughs> that would be cool. I would be cool. Find that because the black system is like a fingerprint magnet, so that no would be kidding. very useful. The white system uh, comes with black gloves, and the black system. Fair <laughs> <laughs> fan of contrast. The Wii U is your system. Have you guys pre-ordered Wii U, or are you guys going to be getting it at launch? Yes. Awesome. I have. Let's see. We have one reader, a listener, who is kind enough to be. Uh, well, this guy uh, is coming. JJ, do you know his name? We should. His name is Kevin. Okay, 
you should give him props. So uh, yeah. thank you in advance, Kevin, who is uh, going to be in America for the launch, is mm-hmm. getting us a system, and then is is flying to Japan for business, is it, or just for fun? Yeah, no, he's, he's just coming uh, for fun. Okay, he's just coming for fun, but he's coming just a couple days after the U.S. launch, and, and as you know, the launch is not until uh, December here in Japan, so we're going to be able to get a U.S. system um, early, which I'm super happy about. And then I have another system. I have a black one pre-ordered from Toys R Us. Um, Okay, cool. And then, of course, I got the Monster Hunter one uh, for here in Japan. Nice. Um, JJ, you don't have a pre-order, foolishly enough. (laughs) Well, I want a pre-order, but like, you know, John said I didn't have to pay up front, but that's not true. I'm pretty sure Big Camera makes you pay the whole thing. Oh, he doesn't. He got pre-orders. He has... From, From Big Camera? From Big Camera. All right, well, I'll check again. If I can pre-order without having to pay for it, I want to do that. Otherwise, I'll just go the day of and then... Because, like, I'm going to be paying in several different uh, ways. I've got, like, a... uh, I got point cards. I got (laughs) gift cards. It is going to be one of those people at the counter that takes, like, 20 minutes. (laughs) I got to return some games. I got to sell my Xbox. A bunch of pennies. A bunch of one-yen points. (laughs) A lot of things got to happen before I do that Wii thing. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm, actually, I, I'm I'm waiting for now for the the killer app that's going to absolutely make me buy it. I'm sure it's going to come, but I haven't seen it quite yet. So I'm I'm waiting on my friends. I will buy it eventually. Dragon Quest mm-hmm. Ten, aren't you going to buy it for that? No. Really? Yeah. Well, the, the, the current plan, and I think this is um, this is uh, John's plan, and I'm going to do it as well, is to have a. Uh, U.S. white system and Japanese black system just to be able to, you know, easily tell them apart and have, um, you know, obviously with the region lock, we, we kind of have to have both, which um, yeah. which kind of sucks, but what are you going to do? Um, yeah, exactly. But, yeah, we'll definitely, I'm definitely getting both at least. Cool. Uh, yeah, I, I really want to get a U.S. one, but I'm, I'm going to wait on that. I'm just getting the Japanese one here at first. I, I actually have two of them pre-ordered. Because I was stupid, and I thought that I live in kind of a small town in Saitama Prefecture, and um, I thought that this place because they didn't do pre-orders for like 3DS, so I thought, oh, there's no way they're going to do it for Wii U. And then I just like randomly went to like a Toys R Us in town. And I was like, oh, are you guys doing pre-orders? And he's like, yeah, idiot. The tickets are back there. And I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> so I grabbed the ticket and just got it. And then I was like, well, crap. If these guys are doing it, the, you know, the Yamada Dinky, they got to be doing it too. So I called yeah. them and I was like, "Yeah, you guys doing pre-orders?" It's like, "Yeah." It's like, "Well, um, do you guys have the Monster Hunter bundle?" Yeah. It's like, "What? Are you kidding? God damn it!" Because I just because <laughs> I did like the premium set like before. So, I mean, you know, right? Yeah. You know, I, like, well, you, you know, get rid of one of them. You didn't yeah, put, did you put money down or? Yeah, I only put like a thousand down. So I mean, you know, whatever. I'm just out like a thousand yet. Yeah, it's not that big. Oh, of a deal. I see. I see. Yeah. I might even know somebody that might be interested in taking my reservation. So whatever. I was gonna say I mean, it might not be a bad thing. I don't know if if it's gonna happen here in Japan, but it's. I wouldn't be surprised. I, in fact, I would be surprised if it didn't happen. That this Christmas, at least, was a uh, a wee Christmas, and by that I mean like. <laughs> things going for way more money than retail on eBay, right, et cetera, right. et cetera. Yeah. yeah. Children are <laughs> and screaming Bye. because their parents didn't get them one. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, you know, speaking of Wii U, uh, during the Nintendo Direct, 
Uh, did you guys see the announcement of, I think it's Nintendo and Sing with an X, uh, Joy Sound Karaoke U. That's going to yes. be pre-installed on the Wii U. Yes. Um, really? I'm so happy. Yeah, I thought that was actually really cool, because if you look at the stuff in the States, you know, you get the, they got the TV, or however you want to say it. Um, right, you know, right, right. I think, you know, you can use your Netflix, Hulu, YouTubes, whatever, everything. And, you know, Japan, there's just simply not as many streaming services as what there are in the West. It's just just the way it is, and there's nothing we can yeah. do about it. So, and, you know, karaoke is huge in Japan. I mean, it is ridiculously yeah. popular. People always do it. And it's not just doing it in a bar. I mean, you have, like, you know, your own private room with you and your friends, and it's just a lot of fun. Uh, right. It's, you know, it's not, like, expensive, but it's not cheap. You know, it's not too bad, but... I think what's right. really cool about this, so, I mean, you get, like, 90,000 songs if you, you know, opt in to do this. There is, like, a tiered pricing thing for, like, an hour. Is that a lot? 90, I mean, 90,000 sounds like a lot, but, like, it's like is it a lot compared to real karaoke places? It's pretty good, but, I mean, you'll see real, you know, you'll see karaoke places that are into the hundreds hundreds of thousands, but, I mean, 90,000 is... Yeah, it, pretty, it, it, it's based on the fact that different karaoke systems have different have different numbers of songs, and a lot of karaoke places now just have all the systems in one. And Joy right. Sound there is just one of those systems, but still having one full system is pretty impressive. Yeah, especially on you know your home console, it's really exactly awesome. right. And, and I mean, the pricing's pretty good too. I mean, for like an hour of and and 30 days, 1,000, 90 days, 2,000. So, I mean, That's way cheaper than the karaoke um, joints they have here. <laughs> right, and there's like no, no one drink minimum or... Right, right. Um, yeah. To buy honey toast and, and whatnot. <laughs> right. no, that, that's, that's super cheap. That's like, you know, a little over a buck for an hour, probably about yeah. four bucks for, for three hours. And the, yeah, the subscript, the 24-hour thing and stuff is great for people having parties. I mean... The thing about – one of the funny things about this is when they first showed the Wii U, right, a lot of right, people, right. including me, the first thought was, wow, it looks like one of those little touchscreen consoles that you use at a Japanese karaoke place. Oh, there, were a lot, there was a lot of um, GIFs online of people placing the karaoke um, image onto the Wii U, and it's like, oh, that's what it is. Now we get it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. So it's and people will be immediately comfortable with that in Japan in that context. Like Definitely. it just Definitely. you grok it immediately. It makes total sense. Um, so and also here that another thing people might not know is that people buy. I used to see a lot more of this. At least I, I did in like the '90s and stuff. But people would buy you know standalone karaoke machines that hooked up to your TV. That had a lot less songs and were standalone things that cost a lot more money, you know, four hundred, five hundred dollars sometimes. Um, right. So just having that is like it makes it a no-brainer as the as the living room thing that everybody in the family is like, oh, okay, well, we just you know we have that there because it's a karaoke machine too, and now it's like a second TV and it's like a video game thing. So right. Um, it's one more thing for Nintendo to have to explain to people, and they already have a lot. You can tell their commercials are just like, all right, I got 30 seconds. I got to explain to you a lot of shit. Here we go. It's this, it's that, it's this, it's that, it's this, it's that. It's the other thing. That, that's one more thing for them to have to do with that, but it's it's a good problem to have because it just it's, it's 
marketing wise, business strategy wise, I think it's just absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And they tried doing something like that on PSN a while back too, actually. And I, I tried to use it, but the pricing was really was nowhere near as cheap as what they're saying here. It was something like a, a thousand yen to get a set of like maybe a hundred or a hundred songs or so. I don't quite remember, but it was really not affordable. Yikes. Um, one of the uh, a couple of things that I like about it is that um, a you can use Mies, and like I like all those stupid settings that they have, like the. Um, <clears throat> Like the you're in the recording studio music video type of thing, um, <laughs> and then also like they'll actually stream the retarded. Uh, I'm sorry, the awful um, uh, karaoke video. That's my <laughs> like favorite. The videos of the two people falling in love for no reason, or like right. the girl like damaging her heel and having a bad day, but then oh, she that, like that sees that American the guy. guy that looks like Fabio. There's this American yes, guy yes, in all yes. TV shows that looks like Fabio. Yeah. <laughs> he drives a motorcycle because Fabio yes, has a motorcycle. Yes, him, him, him. <laughs> God. Yeah, those awesome. videos, yeah. like, maybe not even singing, you know, just to stream that and have that on in the background <laughs> while you're doing your chores or whatnot. That's good stuff. <laughs> God. You can do that if you want to. Just, just pay for the month and you can just stream those videos all you want. And just put it on mute and just watch the videos. Boom. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Entertainment right there. Yes. God. <laughs> awesome. Well, I think I'm going to give us an update here on our total. And uh, just one second here. Um, we are sitting at $3,558 right now. Still a little bit shy of our $4,000 goal. Uh, so please, Guys, if you haven't donated, donate. donate the cheap skates. <laughs> and if you already donated, donate again. Uh, again. If you donated two times, do it three times. Hey, third time's a charm? Question mark? Exclamation yes. point. Um, <laughs> it's so, sense, people. Come on. People think, bump, come on. <laughs> we know the children. JJ, you have a child. All the children that don't have pickle juice to eat <laughs> or drink. Yeah. This is for them. Yes. We've already kind of tried to free Billy Burkhammer from his pickle carbonite chamber or whatever he's I, in. And... I saw he tweeted that he's still in there. So um, oh, get a little, oh, work guys, a little harder. His life yeah. is on the line. Yeah. His life was in your hands. I know. But now it's not. Let's move on to our next little bit of a segment here. Um, <coughs> we, at the Famicast, we have a segment every month that we've been doing for about the past year. It's called Life in Japan. And the segment is it's not necessarily gaming-related. Uh, it just has something to do with Japan. Uh, I think we've talked last year around Christmas time. We talked about Japanese Christmas. We talked about, I think, festivals. Uh, just all sorts of, like, different stuff. And, you know, because, I mean, honestly, there's a lot of stuff in Japan that is different than what stuff is in the West. Things that maybe you wouldn't know from checking out. Uh, just, I mean, if you're a really hardcore Jap- uh, you know, Japanophile or something, maybe you know. But, I mean, you know, I think for the most normal people, maybe they just have no idea about this stuff. And um, 
<laughs> you know, Japan, it's, it's a really great country. There's a lot of really cool stuff. I mean, you know, we just talked about karaoke, which is great. You know, Fabio riding a motorcycle as your video, <laughs> not even anything about. Here. Yeah, I know. See, can't do that anywhere else. Um, we got the idol group, AKB48, and their 5,000 offshoots. And right. Sexy Thank Zone, God. which uh, JJ is a big fan of. of sexy I zone. love the Sexy Zone. <laughs> sexy Zone. I like how they call them idols. I think uh, one of my friends, James Charlton, used to be on the show. Um, he's like, you know, you think idol, you think maybe somebody like, you know, Martin Luther King Jr., not like AKB48, right? But, or Ch- hey. Charles Barkley. <laughs> Yes, or Charles Barkley. You, know, you don't think like AKB48 is contributing to humanity the way that Martin Luther King was? Really? Maybe I just need to reevaluate the situation. I don't know. I think we, I mean, we need to consider this. <laughs> you need to watch a few more episodes of yeah, AK Bingo. And, uh, yeah. Think about it. <laughs> I'm shocked that you actually know the title of that show. <laughs> well, is it any better than their John Ken tournament that they had? The Rock, Paper, Scissors thing? No, nothing is better than that. <laughs> Next subject. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, Japan's full of great things like that. Uh, you know, all sorts of cool stuff. And um, one thing that kind of is kind of a bit of a problem in Japan, especially around the Tokyo area, Saitama, stuff like that, is cockroaches. Um, I don't know if you guys have had any experiences with these little bastards but um actually a couple of episodes ago on, on the famicast we, we were doing a recording and i just saw one scurry up my wall and i was like good god mm-hmm. so uh, i typed into our skype chat i was like brb and you know they kept going and <laughs> then suddenly they heard a crash and <laughs> <laughs> i was the cockroach sabotaging your room or something? <laughs> Threw me on the floor. No. Um, <laughs> they jump up towards my wall and smash it with my shoe and barely got it and like fell over onto a chair. It basically sounded like I fell out of a chair and died. But I'm... <laughs> oh, yikes. We, you know, we actually... Um, we sometimes see cockroaches at our favorite um, uh, lunch establishments. Yes. Um, yeah, that's the worst. We just kind of, I mean, yeah. we see them and then we're like, okay, we saw that, but um, let's all forget about it and then <laughs> eat our delicious food. See that. We're going to decide that that didn't happen. Right. It seems like the reactions to it when you tell uh, people here, the reactions in my experience to seeing them at restaurants, you're right, you do... They do seem to be more of them here, or different types, or so. I don't know what the deal with them is, but um, there seem to be two reactions. One is like apologizing and you know feeling so bad that you almost feel bad that you brought it up in the first place. Um, right. Just like falling over themselves, apologizing. I can't believe this happened. This is so terrible. I can't believe you ever eat here again. You know, et cetera, et cetera. And then the other, and that's bad. But then the other is just kind of blithe, like, yeah, uh-huh, all right. And at that point, you're almost kind of like, hey, wait, what? Like, you know, if I was in America, I'd at least be getting a free meal out of this. Um, shouldn't you be, like, a little alarmed here? You know, like... Right. Uh, but, yeah, that's not a cockroach. That's a, that's a robot. You're like, yeah, they're like, it happens. We, we see them here sometimes. Like, what? No. The food's so good, we attract even the bugs. This is a guarantee of quality. 
Yeah. <laughs> if they weren't here, the food must suck. But what is the what is the it's probably a myth, but what was the thing that John believes where it's like cockroaches? Oh, uh, that thing. <laughs> there's two things, first of all. One is I like trapped a cockroach once and was throwing it off a balcony on a third floor and he's like, Don't do that, it will find its way back here. <laughs> that, that was so hilarious. John's like, dude, like, dude, dude they'll come right back up. Yes, they have this innate sense. And maybe they do, actually. I don't actually uh, who know. Knows? I'm sure, I know, I know they can find their way via smell and whatever, but do they actually do that if you throw one out of a window? I don't know. I yeah, but the other thing is that they, that they can't exist above the second or third floor, or what or, was it? It was, the, it was seventh? the seventh floor. It was the seventh yeah, the floor. Seventh. Seventh. <laughs> is it the seventh floor, and why was that? Was there, like... Because the, the, the air is too thin and they can't breathe and they die. Yeah, but, but but immediately afterward, we looked it up, and they talked about how they use cockroaches in space experiments, as in when they shoot them up into space, and we're like, hmm, John, that doesn't sound like they're having problems above the right. seventh floor. Didn't we also learn something, like, it was something from the Wikipedia that was like, cockroaches smell their own farts or something? There was some, like, ridiculous... Like, they, like, fart every second or something like that? Right, right, something more like that. Some kind of ridiculous bit or thing where you're like, wait, this is Wikipedia, but can I believe this? Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, if you think about, like, uh, maybe people in the West, maybe you guys listening, you know, you think typically cockroaches in the West, it's usually, uh, my imagination is of some dirty, you know, I don't know, downtown, like, Manhattan crap hole that's just full of, you know, Joe's apartment. Yeah, yeah, like toilet or something, you know, something gross like that. But I mean, even if you keep your place clean, I mean, sometimes they still come here. Especially if you're on the ground floor. I, I, yes. my last apartment and my current apartment, I'm on the first floor, and they'll, they'll, they'll they come in every so often. I, I've gotten as used to it as I could possibly can be, but uh, you know, they they come in. There's nothing you can do about it. The, the nightmare scenario to me is, you know, Japanese apartments by and large are small. I, I've been lucky, not, not since the first apartment when I was here, my first year, have I, have I seen one where I was living. But the nightmare scenario to me, and I've heard this happen to a ton of my friends, is you're just about to go to bed and you're in, you know, your one-room apartment that's, uh, you know, probably about... 14 feet long by, uh, well, maybe, maybe a little longer than that. Maybe I think it's like a little bigger feet. than that, Mark. <laughs> Not much. That's like it's a jail cell. Long by, uh, you know, 12 feet wide. And uh, you see it, you see a cockroach like scurry by, but then go behind something and right. it's gone. So, but right. you know, it's in the room with you. Exactly. And so now it's like, okay, do I go to sleep? Do I pull up, rip up everything, the whole apartment, trying to find this thing, go on a crusade, you know, to kill it or whatever? Like, that That just sounded horrible. Or you make it your pet. Yeah. Yes, maybe you just, yes, uneasy truce with it. Yeah. The worst part is if you have a tatami-style room, if you have the traditional tatami mat room, a Japanese room, they can go under the, the, the tatami mats, and then you'll uh. never find it. What? That Lord happened to me once, and I could oh. not sleep that whole night because I could, I could, I swear I could hear it under yeah. me, and I was like, "Oh God, oh Don't God!" Tell hard. The wonderful yeah. stuff to be hearing at seven fifty-one in the morning. Yes. Uh, yeah, actually, 
Yeah, what, what I ended up doing, because I, like, I saw four in the month of September, and I was like, uh-uh, this ain't going to happen. So, like, in early October, I bought this bug bomb and bombed, like, I have a small apartment, so it's basically bombed my whole apartment. Had to be gone for, like, three hours. Then I come back, and, you know, all the windows were shut, and I had to, like, cover up everything with, like, plastic. And I and came in, and I was like, oh. were there with their feet up, sipping lemonade, like, oh, you <laughs> thought you got rid of us, huh? <laughs> There wasn't anybody like making methamphetamines in your apartment when you got back, right? Well, <laughs> no, not that I know of. But uh, okay. yeah, actually, when I came back in the room, I was thinking, this isn't going to be that bad. And God, I mean, I was like coughing like crazy. I mean, that stuff was awful. Maybe that's <laughs> what's had... still going on. Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. I'm still coughing, you know, about two months later. Actually, we had a question from one of the listeners that I thought we might try to get to. Um, this is from Newt with two underscores after his name. Uh, his question is, what is the best game you guys have played that hasn't been exported to Western markets? Ooh, that is a good question. Um, I, I, I can name mine off the top of my head just because it, it's my, as of right now, my game of the year for this year. But Naito no Kiseki by Falcom, no idea uh, that will ever be exported. It may never be because it's a PSP game. But it, it's my, <laughs> it's probably the best game I've ever played that never ended up in the in the U.S. or in foreign markets ever. <laughs> um, there's really only one response to this question. And that is Mother Three. <laughs> Plain and simple. Oh, never played Naito no Kiseki, easy answer. Sucking up yeah. the Nintendo kids. Come on, it, it's true. It's one of the best games yeah. of all time. No, that's a, that's a really good answer. I don't really have a good one. I mean, uh, definitely times are different uh, these days in terms of most stuff of of good quality generally gets over to the West, I feel like. Um, yeah, Xenoblade finally made it over. I would have said even, Xenoblade had it yeah. not been announced and finally got over. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, at, I'm at a bit of a loss myself. <laughs> Should have thought about it more before I said it. But, um, mm. I don't know, I, like you guys, I mean, Xenoblade, and I, I really, I didn't beat that, and I came really close to kind of beating The Last Story, which they're both in uh, America and Europe right now, but I thought those right, were really Right, they did make cool. it over. Yeah, I thought that, that was freaking great. And then, oh, um, another one for Nintendo System, uh, Zangeki no Regen Live. It's a, uh, it's kind of like a fantasy offshoot of the uh, Earth Defense Force games. Mm-hmm. That was a really cool game that never came over. I'll just say Captain Rainbow to really <laughs> Well, Captain Rainbow also a really awesome game that never came out. Yeah. Well, and did you play it? I did. It's not that awesome. I mean, okay, it's, yeah, it's not that awesome, but it's just like really funny and zany and It has Birdo and yeah. it is weird and it it is a little bit funny. I did buy that game. Um 
But that, that that's a real rarity these days too. Is just any Nintendo property that's just made for um, for one market. Actually, I got the answer. I got the answer. Yeah. Tomodachi Collection. Oh yeah, that would be another one. Oh, yes, that game. I wonder how is, well that would do in overseas, though. I'm it not would so do sure amazing. That game really? would absolutely yes. That game would do fantastic anywhere. Basically, that game was the promise of Mies when people were so fascinated with Mies and they wanted something to do with them. That game That's is true. the You're right. that, that quote unquote game is the something to do. All you need to do is have, you know, the Joker it's the ultimate water cooler game because you come in to work and you're like yeah, I went home last night. I was playing Tomodachi Collection. Turns out, like my grandma is dating the Joker, or you know, all this, <laughs> right. this crazy shit ends up happening between the me's who are all people you know, and inevitably, when you see that person, you're like, oh, it's really funny. You work, you work at the convenience store in my Tomodachi Collection, or whatever. And so then people hear that and they're like, wait, what? What is this thing? That sounds that sounds hilarious. Much less you have, you know, all the characters. Um, voice their um, all their words, which is easier to do in Japanese, and I'm guessing is the reason why it was never localized, although I do think that game, even without the voices, is absolutely a killer app, a killer app, and right. I really hope they're going to do the new one um, for all territories, because that, that game is really, I think it would be a phenom um, even outside of Japan. I mean, it sold really well in Japan. It didn't sell like Mario numbers, but it sold very well in Japan and had long legs, and I think it would do at least that um, in the West. Right. Yeah. Actually, I don't know if you guys have played this game. I played just a little bit of it. It's called, like, it's a DS game. I think it's from Mistwalker. And, I mean, full voice acting, everything, it's called, like, Archaic Sealed Heat. Oh, Ash. Yeah, yeah. Ash. Like, Well, I mean, I barely really? played it. I bought it, and I was like, cool, this is, like, voice acting and stuff. <laughs> but, like, the actual, like, the game sprites and everything, that game was so low budget. <laughs> okay, well, we can take that one off the list then. Yeah, yeah I, I heard it wasn't very good. I've never played it yeah. myself. Okay, well, I should, buy, I should play the games I buy. <laughs> you should feel bad about that record. <laughs> I know. That's I a think stain paid, on your record right there. I think I only paid like 600 yen for it, so I mean, you know, hey. Okay, less of a stain. Yes, yeah. it's still a stain, nonetheless. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll go ahead and update the uh, donation total right now. Actually, we're above our total last year. Last year, our goal, God, I don't remember what our goal was, but we donated basically some people donated roughly uh, $3,400, a little bit over that. And it looks like now we're still sitting at about 90% of our goal, $3,588. Come on guys, keep, keep on donating that money for the kids. And uh, yeah, also stick around for other stuff and uh, other chances to maybe win some cool prizes. We've got tons of stuff that's still available. Uh, Don't forget to drink your pickle juice. Pickle juice. uh, yeah, speaking yeah. of kids, I'm sure in the next um, segment with the Player One podcast, guys, uh, you'll hear a few of them crying in the background. So, um, oh, you, you, you didn't hear my son like crying and and no, giggling. No. Oh, no, not I, at all. Then my uh, mic is better than I thought. But when you do, think think of the children. Think of the <laughs> the crying children that don't have parents that work in the gaming industry to <laughs> clothe and feed them. Um, and um, 
have them on in the background of their podcast every goddamn week. <laughs> um, and, and please donate. Yes, please donate, everyone. It's for a great cause. going to do it for the 2012 WR Telethon 8-4 Play Cross Famicast. I hope you guys really enjoyed that. It was a real pleasure and a lot of fun to uh, kind of go back through and listen to this, uh, you know, two years later. Um, You know, I want to give a big thanks to those guys at 8-4 for coming on every year and helping out and participating. I know it's a lot of fun for me uh, and all of us here at NWR, and I'm pretty sure those guys have a good time too. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of fun just getting to hear our thoughts, well, kind of about Wii U stuff and where, well, kind of our optimism about it going in at that point. You know, I also want to give a big shout out to Carl Castaneda, who initially edited this segment. So that's why you hear that one initial musical bit at the end. But uh, to close us out here, I'm including a track from X Troopers, the 2012 3DS PlayStation 3 uh, game that never left Japan so I hope you guys enjoyed that uh, be sure to rate and review us on iTunes and as always if you have any questions you can send those to at Famicast at NintendoWorldReport.com or you can also leave us a tweet at the Famicast on Twitter so thank you very much and enjoy this little bit of music music